Jamie and I. He is Drew Romenda. We hope everybody had a great weekend uh, watching maybe that dramatic Vancouver Canucks comeback on Saturday night or the National Football League on a Sunday or whatever you're up to on a, a mild weekend in Saskatchewan. It's going to be a mild week uh, on the prairies as well. So, Drew, what do you think? First, what do you think of the matchup? The Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers playing for it all in 13 days from now. Fantastic. It's going to be outstanding. Obviously, the colors don't matter when it comes to the NFL logo. That blows that script out of the water. Well, no, no. See, they rigged it so that they, oh my goodness, they figured out our conspiracy. So they, they, they got the script writers to make sure Kansas City. Still could have worked. Still could have worked if the Lions won, because if you mix red and blue, you get purple. So it still could have worked. So anyway, I think it's great. I think it's uh, the people in San Francisco in the Bay Area, and the the stadium's not very far from where I live. Uh, you could hear it last night. I was going to ask was, you that. Did you hear it? Like when Brock yeah. Purdy runs out after third and four and extends that drive and pretty much seals it with four minutes left? Could you hear the roar? Yeah, it's not very far. It's not very far away. The roar was, but it's from you can hear it from the houses too in the neighborhood. It was a beautiful day yesterday, as you saw on TV. It's another beautiful day today, and so you you could they, everybody had their windows open, and you could hear the the, the cheers come from the houses. Uh, it was uh, it was awesome. It was great. So so for um, San Francisco, they're very very happy, and the Bay Area. You know what I found funny though, and Davis brought this up to me. My son brought this up to me. Halftime, they had Journey, right? Uh, the band Journey. And in that song, there's uh, Don't Stop Believing, born and raised in South Detroit. Okay, if you ever go to Detroit, if you ever go to Detroit and go to a Red Wing game or you go to a uh, Lions game, they play that song and you get Tigers game, whatever. They play that song and when born and raised in South Detroit comes on, they yell that. They scream it. That is their song. The journey like one of like jet fans yelling right. true north every time yeah, they it's a little, it's the, a little different. Anthem. I mean, I'm not sure why they yell the company logo, but whatever. Um good company you know, people, those fans in yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah. But that's they're our team. This is these are our guys. Journey and Detroit, like this. Synchronicity. Do you know where Journey's from? I'm I, are they from the Bay Area? San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Davis brought up a good point. That's pretty freaking funny. To tell you too, a little ironic. Actually, but somebody you were watching the game with said, uh, "Shut, turn the panel off. I want to watch Journey." Man, <laughs> the heck's going on? Show me the NFC halftime show. I like it better than Usher next and, week. That's you got that right. And or, and then and then the the previous game was the previous game. I mean, it, it that was about the most undisciplined football you could ever see a team play. I'm just going to headbutt Travis Kelsey. I'm going to smack Patrick Mahomes in the face. I'm going to taunt after a big game. I was like, what? Oh, sorry. No, sorry. The taunting one, go blank yourself. But you know it's the rule. 
It's a dumb, stupid but rule. It's the, the rule. It is the rule. It's an over official. So's holding, Jamie. And it, people get held every freaking play. Don't give me it's the rule. No, it thing. is the rule. It's a terrible, you know what rule. I know and it the is. The referee is being over officious. No, so it's don't, in don't the rule book. You cannot it's stand over a player. It's in the oh, rule book. Jesus the officials have to. Christmas crackers. <laughs> Jesus, Mary. It and is, I agree Floyd. with you. It is a dumb rule, but it's a rule. You don't. Yeah, so's do holding. It. Do they call it? Do they call holding oh, every no. time? Come on. Do they call holding every no 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 come on yours is as dumb as mine if you want to use the, you throw it's a red rule. herrings at me all the time holding has nothing oh, to do with the taunting at, penalty the taunting penalty to, is you, 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 you're saying you're saying a rule is a rule is a rule you which, look over you is, look over a player you and flex you're gonna get it's called over every single it's time over officious I'm getting involved in the play flag come on no you're being everything an idiot. else was dumb you're being an idiot. Because in holding, they don't call all the holding penalties. So, no, you know you can get away with it. Every player in the NFL knows you are not to look over What's a player the and What's flats. the difference? What's the difference, then, if a guy gets a first down like Kelsey stands up right in front of a guy and goes, makes the first he didn't, down? He didn't do it directly oh, in his face. shut up. My God. He didn't. You're allowed oh, to signal on. a first they down. Do it, if they do it all the time in each other's faces, please, come on. It's Everything automatic. You stand done. over a player, it's automatic. You're getting a taunting penalty. It's automatic. Garbage, garbage call by a garbage official. Dumb garbage. play by a young, dumb garbage. player is what garbage happened on that one. Play, garbage call by the official. Yeah, you, know, you hate. I'm going to get involved anyways. in the conference. I'm going to get in the conference. Well, because they suck at their job. That's why. That's a garbage call by the official because I'm going to get involved in the conference championship when the guys. Amped up, up to here, please. Terrible. It is I, a for the record, bad rule. I hate taunting penalties. There's no harm done in that play whatsoever, but it is called all so the time. If there's no harm done in the pl- in the play whatsoever. Then we why will, is the ref throw the flag? We are agreeing that this it shouldn't be in the rule it's book. Bad. What we're it's disagreeing a bad on officiating decision. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You have to be yes, consistent. You talk oh, about God. consistency all year long, and that is one of the most consistent calls. You stand over a guy and flex and roll the ball in his face and give him a little push when you get up. You're going to get a 15-yard penalty. You don't, Zay you, Flowers you, you, you is you way more of an idiot than the ref who called the penalty. Way more of an idiot. You want to bet? Want to bet? Are you hundred percent? One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Who was the biggest idiot yesterday in that game? Zay Flowers for pushing the guy, throwing the ball, and flexing over top and getting a fifteen yard penalty, or the ref who saw it and threw the flag because it's in the damn rule book. It's Zay Flowers a hundred percent of the time. He is an idiot for doing that yesterday in that football game. How jacked up he was and how excited he was, he knows. Every pro football player knows, yeah, I can't do that. As much as you you know you can't headbutt Travis Kelsey, you can't slap Patrick Mahomes across the head. We agree that was an undisciplined Baltimore Ravens team, though. I'm going to get Drew really mad now. Should Dan Campbell... Are you done yet? Should Dan Campbell be fired after all those? (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) My God! I saw I'm that. I got things to do. I got things to do. Today. I, I, we'll talk later. I saw that on the board. Is this a fireable? I was like, No! Are you kidding me? He took a three-win team to a thirteen-win in an NFC Championship game for the first time in thirty-two years, and we're going to talk about fireable offenses for Dan Campbell. He did oh, this all year. Goodness! 
He did it all year long, and he told people before this game that he would continue to coach the same way. Yep. He should have kicked the field goal to tie it, though. That was the one where I'm like, you tie the game right there. Tie the game. I was hoping he'd go for it at the end of the first half. At the three-yard line, I'm like, get the touchdown. Then you're up by 21 at the half. Oh, just – I was like this. I was a little disappointed Dan didn't go for it on that play in the end of the first half. Like everybody I was with in the test, I was like, "Go for it, go for it." They looked at it, it was longer than he thought it was when they originally when they kept the when he kept the lines out there. And then they looked at it. And he asked the he asked the line judge, and the line judge told him he went okay. And it then was, he brought the field it was goal, three you know. yards instead of two yards, and he went okay. Yep. Yep. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Uh, what did you think of the AFC and NFC uh, championship game? No, no lack of opinions on this show today. I'll tell you that on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. The band that helped turn it all around for the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Uh, journey at halftime as the Niners down 24 to 7. And then they would go on a run. Uh, in the second half, thanks to Brock Purdy. That young man, uh, he continues to prove Britton Gray wrong uh, day after day after day, uh, especially the last two weeks. Remember, all the talk, the Niners can't play from behind, Drew Remenda. They can't do it. Whenever they're behind, they can't do it. Last week, they were down to the Green Bay Packers, came back, won the football game, 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Uh, we yeah we know the twenty four to seven score at halftime and what they did after that against the Detroit Lions. So yes, indeed, the San Francisco Forty ers can play from behind and play themselves all the way to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in thirteen days. Uh, Wayne was asking if the CFL should adopt the NFL's bye week between divisional finals and the Grey Cup, like the NFL does. Please no, please no. I don't know. I don't. Do we need to not... have the Grey Cup played? Like, why don't we just play it on Christmas Day? You just delay it even further down the schedule. Um, no. I think for the I think for the uh, NFL, there's no shortage of conversations that go on and talk that goes on, and the buildup is actually something that does actually build up to the big game in Canada. Hockey's on. Then, well, the National Football League's on too. Football League, the NFL's on. They forget it. it and the, be, it and would, the NFL does put the Pro Bowl this weekend. As much as it's probably not going to get a lot of play, there's still some chatter around the National Football League in that bye week. Yeah, I don't, the way they did the Pro Bowl last year it was fun. It was it was it worked out really well. Flag football so, tryouts for the Olympic team uh, maybe this uh, coming weekend. <laughs> with flag football now in the Olympic schedule in Los Angeles uh, in a few years. I'm interested to see how many pros try to play in those Olympics. Uh, even Canadian football players. I, I, I think the CFL should talk about whether or not you loan some Canadians to the Olympic stage. When you talk about publicity and marketing, wouldn't you want CFL players at the Olympics playing football, saying this guy plays in the Canadian Football League? I I would think so. 
but those Olympics falls like right at the start of the season, so might be a little tough to figure out. It's flag football. They're not going to get hurt unless they pull a hammy. No, but you don't. I mean, your teams can, yeah. Delay oh, the schedule. Schedule. The NHL. The NHL shuts down for crying out loud. They're going to do it again, apparently. So you, you can have maybe a little bit of a delay where some of you, some of your guys you can still go, just some of your guys aren't going to be there. That's all. You can still play. You can still have your season start on time. Just some of your guys are going to be over in the Olympics. And you're right. It would be. It would be a great promo for your league and for your your sport. The only far. the only issue in a few years, all the Canadian players might be NFL players anyways uh, that are playing That's in true. the Olympics. The, there's a lot of guys down there in the National Football League who wave the Canadian Maple Leaf, uh, who would definitely be a welcome. Yeah. Like, like John Mechie, now of course he recovered from cancer and he's with the Houston Texans doing amazing things. There's a bunch of them. Even Nathan Rourke at quarterback. Nathan Maybe his Rourke brother Curtis will be the they quarterback. Both, they would both be playing. Well, oh, by sure. the way, uh, Curtis Rourke update uh, that reminded me, I didn't mention it last week, he is no longer in the CFL draft this year. Originally, he was on the books to be drafted in the CFL, uh, but he has delayed his eligibility another season. Of course, he went through the transfer portal uh, out of the University of Ohio. Uh, so because of that, he's moved on to a different team. So he's staying uh, down south for another year of university. So Curtis Work, who was the number one ranked player for the Canadian Football League draft this upcoming uh, May, no longer on the board. He's off the board. Uh, Curtis Work's delaying his entry into the draft, although he, in a few years, in a year, he might be drafted in the National Football League. Uh, the way his uh, young career is going. Jamie and I, Drew Romendo with you here on The Green Zone. Coming up, the fan free-for-all. Anything goes at one 332 8255 Have you ever found anything valuable in a box over 45 years, uh, Drew Romendo, in your house? Like 45 years later, go, hmm, that might be worth something. No. How about anything that might have oh, pff, upwards of 20 unblemished Wayne Gretzky rookie cards? Ever? No. No? No. It no. happened to a family in Saskatchewan. We'll tell the story coming up. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I personally would be on a beach uh, with a million dollars. Uh, Jamie and I, Jeremenda, with you here on the Green Zone. Well, millions of dollars will be spent over the coming weeks on a certain auction that started in an extra room in a home in Saskatchewan. This story is mind-boggling to me and to many collectors out there that a family, a father-son, were going through the house. The dad had been collecting cards forever. Boxes, some open, some not, all over the place. But in a room, his son's going through and well, I'll let Jason Simmons tell the story on the find with Heritage Auctions, uh, who's helping uh, the son Daryl go through his dad's stuff. Over the years, he amassed boxes and boxes and boxes and filled, you know, rooms of houses of, of uh, rooms of his house. Sorry, of this material, and ultimately it, a lot of it was forgotten about he he knew he had a lot of it but he didn't realize he still had an unopened case of this or unopened boxes of that 
And so we got in touch with Daryl because Daryl's helping the dad clean out the house. And as he's going through, he's stumbling across some things that might have and do have a little bit of value. So we've been helping him with that process. And it wasn't until a couple months ago that I get a text message from Daryl saying, hey, I think I found something good. What Daryl had found is an unopened box of the 1979-80 Opeachy hockey set. Like, this is a case. Sorry, not box. Case. It has 16 boxes within the case. Untouched. And why that is so important is because Wayne Gretzky's rookie card, and many of them, will be found inside. This is the biggest single item I've ever I've ever brought in. It's, it's remarkable. Um, you know, it, it's 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 going to be the most valuable piece of unopened material that's ever sold at auction. You know, the bidding's already at over a million dollars U.S. and it's only been open for 24 hours for bidding. Um, it's something that you know people you just don't see in this industry. My first question, Drew. How many Gretzky rookie cards could possibly be in this? I don't know. I this don't know. This is the best card. And frankly, this is the best hockey card. Um, so we had sold one. Heritage Auctions had sold one a couple of years ago, a PSA 10. So 10 out of 10 condition for $3.75 million. Um, <laughs> and that was the record by a wide margin for our most expensive hockey card ever sold. And so I... this case, should have, if you know, the odds are right, should have somewhere between 25 and 30 of these hockey cards inside. <laughs> Likely all in mint condition, like 10 out of 10. There's only two Wayne Gretzky rookie cards that are 10 out of 10, like two that exist in the world. They might have 25 in this one case that was sitting in an extra spare room in Saskatchewan for 40-plus years. That is insane story that came out over the weekend. And you should see, like, they had an armored person, like, escort to get this case well, to yeah. the auction house. Like, nobody knew what the, was in this case, but, hey, for insurance reasons, everything. They had an armored person on the flight to Toronto, and then an armored vehicle drove it to the auction house the videos well, on their website of like un like just opening it to make sure it hasn't been opened before, and it was like, no, this is original glue that we're snapping off here, and that you can see the original tape that's really brittle around. And it's like, wow, the Wayne. You're Gretzky excited rookie. about this? It's the Wayne Gretzky rookie card, and it was sitting in a house in Regina, Saskatchewan, for forty some years. Somebody, a whole case hey, of them. If there's somebody out there that collects cards, call us. Because I want to know what the value is. Not what the value is as far as the market goes and what people are willing to pay for it. What the personal value is. Like when it's all said and done, when AI takes over and we're trying to just scrounge for, for food, can you pay with a Wayne Gretzky rookie card? Like where, where is the value in it? Besides, it's a card with Wayne Gretzky. Like you don't. Well, like it'd be we back know, in the we, old we trading know, days, right? You'd be like, I'll trade why, you a house for a Wayne Gretzky rookie card. All right, I got an extra house. We know, sure. we know, 
why gold is has value. We know why silver has value. We know why the why the monetary value is out there. But why why do these cards have value? I've I've never understood that. I've never got that in baseball trade like Honus Wagner's card, and everybody went crazy. It's the rarity, about that one. yeah, the rarity and the See, greatness the way, of the player. Didn't McNall and Gretzky buy Honus Wagner's card back in the day? Because it was wasn't that McNall's money. Right. I remember it was a it was another. It was, it was another. It was a bank's. It was the bank's money. So McDonald didn't care. But um, I'm gonna look. But but anyway, I I don't quite get under. I don't quite understand the value. But I just thought of something when you asked me earlier. There, did you find anything that had value? And um, Beanie Babies. Remember Beanie Babies? Like Jordan's old Beanie Babies. I. But did you? Sell them well, in a the garage Jordan sale for ten no, bucks. No, we never, no, we never sold them. We, we kept them. But when I, in nineteen ninety one, when Jordy was born, every place I'd go to, every city I'd go to, I'd buy Beanie Baby for. Her. She loved them. Okay, and we had, but unfortunately, she played with them, took the tags off, and played with them. Right? Oh yeah. That so appreciate the so value. If yeah. you, oh yeah, yeah. So if you look, Jordy was texting me the other day. As a matter of fact, it was about a month ago. I have these Beanie Babies, don't I? And I looked at him and went, yes. That's a hundred thousand dollars, Dad. As well, I guess we shouldn't have played with them then. But yeah, so, so like the original, like we being raised in the eighties, like the original Star Wars figurines. Yeah, like there's no way they would have been kept in the box or anything no, like that. Play with them, but play with them. Oh boy, just, just the resale value of some of them that have been played with is pretty good. That we, my mom probably sold at a garage sale for fifty cents. Like just. Not even a peach, just a box of them. Just take them, get them, get them out of the house. Just buy. Yes. So in '91, um, Bruce McNall and Wayne Gretzky bought the Honus Wagner T T206 card um, for four hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars. That's in '91. And did they sell it for like five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to say. <laughs> million. I mean. Yeah, the T the T two oh six is the Gretzky, the Wagner. They they describe the Honus Wagner card as the Gretzky of Wagner cards. Because <laughs> it was an odd shape, blah, 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 blah. Uh no, they didn't sell it for that much. Only five hundred thousand dollars. But that was probably Bruce was probably needing some lawyer fees on that one. <laughs> the next year it went to six forty. And then after that, at 1.27, then 2.35, then 2.8, then 3.95 in 2022. What is going on in the world? See, inflation gets you. It's probably Trudeau's fault. Um, <laughs> Jim in Saskatoon, you had a find. What is it? My brother found a Bob Yard rookie card. It was all his, all his cards he's been saving over the years. And he was offered $1,000 by a card collection and went on to turn it down. Was it in good condition? Yeah, it's in pretty good condition. Uh, the card collector just offered him a thousand right on the spot. But I told my brother, I said, "Why don't you take an adult in the box and go up, see what you can get?" He wants to keep it. Doesn't want to sell it. No kidding. No kidding. I said, "You're nuts." I said, "You're nuts." He said, "See what you can get with the Boston Globe and the Boston Globe," but he wants to keep it. So what can I say? Jim, that's a great story. Just all of a sudden go through. Oh, that's, a that's a but smart yeah, idea. That's a smart idea. Throw in the Boston Globe. Bobby your rookie card. If you can get that authenticized and everything else, look out. That might get you somewhere. one 332 8255 here on the Green Zone. So, yeah, 
as the man from the auction house in Texas calls it. It's the holy grail of hockey cards. The holy grail of hockey cards, and there might be 20-plus in a box found in Saskatchewan recently. It is up for auction for the next few weeks. He thinks that it'll fetch how much? Three point something over three million dollars, and he's got twenty. Like the total, or just one card? The, well, with all the boxes that are in there, and how many cards are in there, and how the they're trying to work out the average of how many Gretzky's would actually they think it would be among twenty to thirty Wayne Gretzky rookie cards in that case alone. So, but that's an approximation. So you're buying what you don't know is in there. You're buying a guess. You, you you know for one you know for a Plus, fact that there is there is a Gretzky card there. Oh yeah. But, how but many you don't of know them? How many of them? But also, how much do those other Gretzky cards depreciate in value now that there's like twenty more added to the marketplace? If the person even who buys it even opens it to find out, like they might just no, I'm not opening it at all. I'm just going to keep this box and I'll just keep selling it for whatever. <laughs> That's crazy. That's the craziest. My one question you're is. Gonna, you're well, not going to open the box. What well, it is the open. They did open it. What's, no, they, I mean. <laughs> they did open it to make sure it was actually the right set, and it is. And then they authenticized every single box. They didn't open any of the boxes. To look at it, but, yeah. I'm going to look who else came in the league and Wayne Gretzky. Um. Okay, well, let's uh, talk some NFL. Uh, Chad, uh, you called it like three weeks ago. Book it, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I doubted you, but I was so warm to the heart, you guys. I was so warm today when Andy Reid said that it was the Raiders, the game that woke them up. Like I'm, I'm so, I'm so touched that my Raiders were able to help our division rival make it to yet another Super Bowl. Like honored, really, Chad. Honored. Three, three weeks ago, uh, I, I'm looking here at my on my screen right now, and the first bet on on uh, futures for KC to win this year's Super Bowl was made on uh, April 4th. So that's a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. <laughs> Technically, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your definition of a few. A few weeks ago. What's your definition of a few? Yeah, a few. A few. It's a... Uh, well, we're a few weeks from a one year ago best, I guess. Oh, I mean, man. shortly after last year's Super Bowl. But, anyways, um, I was a little bit scared to call in because I thought Why? me and Drew called cool down over the weekend, but Drew is just hot right off the bat. Well, because um, because again, it's elevator, it's guys it's guys like you, it's guys like you who slag the other guy when that's really so dumb to slag one great quarterback versus another I quarterback. I didn't slag your guy; you slag mine. <laughs> <laughs> the person on the other side of the argument always takes it as a slag. I'm never saying like we're cutting hairs. We're yeah, the, everybody's we're, we're like a, a great quarterback. That's offensive, like that's offensive to me anyway. <laughs> Anyways, it, it is, it <laughs> thank you. you Jim. I get I, I get defensive like you when people try to retort. Like I'm not I'm, defensive. I'm like, what, what else is you after? You're defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I've got to say this one thing. Like this is my biggest peeve, not to you guys, because this is your living, but everybody else is online and, and live, and we talk to that that have all these hot takes and everything. And I, my first re- reaction to is like, "Hey, I'm taking you know the Bears to win the Super Bowl." What's oh, some real hot take, right? Oh, how much money you put on that? Nothing. Oh, so you got no skin in the game. I can make all these bold predictions if I don't lose anything. So everything we talk about online when we're talking like leans and points for. 
I back every. I have never talked about a game that I have not don't have money on backing the side I'm arguing with you about or debating about. So that's just a thing. Chad, real quick though, real quick. The line went from three to one in like yeah, twenty four hours. I'm just waiting for the public. The public, like uh, O'Henny, oh, oh, O'Henny, the pass rusher, I can't pronounce his name. He tore his ACL, so he's out. So that should, that's KC. The pu- public money will come in late on the Niners. I'm just going to sit on it. I got a minus two and a half, plus two and a half when it opened, and then I'll just wait. And if it gets anywhere tonight, the tour, like I think we agree, though, Chad, that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Like I just want public, all you public betters out there, keep go bet the Niners because keep it plus. <laughs> you, know, you know Kansas City is an underdog. Mahomes is now ten one and one against the spread, three and zero straight up in the playoffs as a dog. You keep and and who thinks? Sorry, sorry, man. One last point. Do does anybody really think Rock Purdy is going to beat Patrick Mahomes in a game of football in this century? I don't. He managed. He managed the hell out of that game last night. That's for sure. <laughs> the greatest game manager ever. What can you say about Brock Purdy and his performance tonight? Heck of a game manager. Wow. Man- I don't pay attention to the media much, but whoever's talking shit about Brock Purdy, what, what do you have now? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> listen, and what message do you feel like Brock Purdy sent with this type of game? He's the best game manager in the league. Ah, uh, yes. Brock Purdy. Why is that such an insult? Game manager. Uh, Going to the Super Bowl. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.